With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy. In effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this evening's special broadcast for the End Time Tribune this September the 6th, 2017. This is the state of the matter. From the Great American Eclipse until Yom Kippur, there is 40 days, and that does mean something. I'm going to give everybody a couple of minutes before our guest calls in. I want you to take a listen to this break, ladies and gentlemen, to what the song actually means, because the writers are eventually going to ride. Why are you going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? Right. 
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to this special broadcast. Uh, I was going to have a guest call in, uh, but it would seem that a uh, plan has been aborted, uh, I guess, and I didn't know about it. So um, here it's upwards till 7 after. Um, I guess we can play one more break. And if uh, the guest doesn't come on, I will just uh, I will just delete this episode. It uh, it's kind of far away from me, shall we say? Um, I will say this, ladies and gentlemen, that, that uh, in the discourse uh, that I was doing over there on Tiny Chat. The other day it occurred to me that I had an attitude of Jonah that had set in. Let me read why this is important. Jonah chapter 3 and verse 4. Then Jonah began to go through the city one day's walk. And he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Now, take note, the direct references herein to Matthew chapter 12 and Luke 11. Matthew chapter 12 and 41. The men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation at the judgment and will condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Luke chapter 11 verse 32. The men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation at the judgment and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. I'd realized that I myself had had an attitude of Jonah set in. However, one stark contrast between Jonah's attitude and my own. I'm here in the middle of it. Jonah knew quote well that the people of Nineveh had no clue about the Lord their God. Here in Mundus Novus, here in the very place which very well could be Mystery Babylon, oh, ladies and gentlemen, this country has no excuse whatsoever. So that is a contrast between me and Jonah. But tonight, uh, a sister cried out to me and said, uh, let's do a prayer session. A prayer session we shall do because I am faithful. I would hope to think that I have learned Jonah's mistakes. we got a lot of things coming down the barrel at breakneck speed on more than one topic of conversation. So, we're going to pray, play the break that I did on the last show, which is quite literally turned into a super show. I have no idea where all these listens are coming from. But take a listen to Leviticus chapter 16 and Hebrews chapter 9. Take a listen to it because this is what the tribulation is all about. 
Leviticus 16. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat, but in this way Aaron shall come into the holy place. With a bull from the herd for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering, he shall put on the holy linen coat and shall have the linen undergarment on his body, and he shall tie the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and then put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. Then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for Azazel. And Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord and use it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for Azazel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Azazel. Aaron shall present the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself and he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small and he shall bring it inside the veil and put the incense on the fire before the Lord that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is over the testimony so that he does not die and he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat on the east side and in front of the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his fingers seven times then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull sprinkling it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleannesses of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions all their sins and so he shall do for the tent of meeting which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleannesses no one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house and for all the assembly of Israel then he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it and shall take some of the blood of the bull and some of the blood of the goat and put it on the horns of the altar all around and he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times and cleanse it and consecrate it from the uncleannesses of the people of Israel and when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar he shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions, all their sins. 
And he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is in readiness. The goat shall bear all their iniquities on itself to a remote area, and he shall let the goat go free in the wilderness. Then Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting and shall take off the linen garments that he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe his body in water in a holy place and put on his garments and come out and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people and make atonement for himself and for the people. And the fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar. And he who lets the goat go to Azazel shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water and afterward he may come into the camp. And the bull for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall be carried outside the camp. Their skin and their flesh and their dung shall be burned up with fire. And he who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and afterward he may come into the camp. And it shall be a statute to you forever, that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves and shall do no work, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict yourselves. It is a statute forever. And the priest who is anointed and consecrated as priest in his father's place shall make atonement wearing the holy linen garments he shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting, and for the altar, and he shall make atonement for the priests, and for all the people of the assembly. And this shall be a statute forever for you, that atonement may be made for the people of Israel, once in the year, because of all their sins. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Hebrews 9 now even the first covenant had regulations for worship and an earthly place of holiness. For a tent was prepared, the first section, in which were the lampstand and the table and the bread of the presence. It is called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a second section called the most holy place, having the golden altar of incense and the ark of the covenant covered on all sides with gold in which was a golden urn holding the manna and Aaron's staff that budded and the tablets of the covenant. Above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. These preparations having thus been made, the priests go regularly into the first section performing their ritual duties. But into the second only the high priest goes and he but once a year, and not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the unintentional sins of the people. By this, the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy places is not yet opened as long as the first section is still standing, which is symbolic for the present age. According to this arrangement, Gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, 
but deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until the time of Reformation. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then, through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Therefore, he is mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. For where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death, since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant, that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Thus it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own. For then, he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the End Time Tribune. The uh, special guests showed up indeed. <clears throat> Let me uh, preface this. 
maybe I should ask my guest. Uh, this is her pseudonym, of course. It's not her real name. But, uh, Amy, was you there the other day uh, in Tiny Chat when I realized that I had an attitude like Jonah did toward the Ninevites? Well, you know, I feel like uh, I have had that attitude as well. <laughs> yes, I, I, was, I heard you say that. But more than that, um, so much going on. God put it really heavy on my heart. We need to pray. And our brothers and sisters out there need to be comforted by our prayers right now because they are scared. A lot of them are in the path of this storm that is coming um, to Florida. We don't know for sure, but it looks like it is. Um, A lot of them are in Texas that were devastated by Harvey. Many of them are out west with all the wildfires going on. Um, And I was at the eclipse. And I I saw that, and I felt then God's judgment is coming. And my niece told me yesterday, she said her friends, they're all agnostics. And they recognized with Harvey, Jesus is coming soon. They don't read the Bible, but they know. God's letting people know whether or not you walk close to him. And I'm sorry, but my heart is broken because people are not repenting. They know. They know that this is coming, and yet they don't repent. And they think, well, you know, Trump's in office now. Everything is wonderful. And they still don't understand we're under judgment, and how do you make them realize this if even God can't make them realize this? And so I would pray people repent, and they they follow Jesus. They help their neighbors. There have been so much bad going on, and yet I see good people out there trying to help people criticizing certain churches down in Texas for not opening their doors and I I wonder why those people that are criticizing haven't opened their homes to these people that are homeless. Things like this. If you have the ability, the room in your house, any type of aid you can give, you better give it now while you can because the time's coming when you're going to need it yourself. So I would like to start by praying for my dear brothers who are faithful watchmen, Matthew and Brian and Clinton. I thank you, Father, for they put out the alarm and have been doing so faithfully for years now. I want to pray for those who are suffering right now, Father. People that 
have lost everything and been devastated by these storms. Anyone that is out there fighting these huge forest fires out west for their families, that you protect them, that you bring these men and women home safely to their families because it's a very dangerous job. We know this, and the people that are out there helping the victims of these floods, some of them have passed away trying to rescue people. Father, we ask that, especially for the children's sake, that you shield them and protect them from these storms. We know judgment has to come. We know there's people out there that will continue in their sin, in their rebellion. But I pray for them to wake up and repent. Dear God, Harvey's a drop in the bucket of what's coming. And I wish people could see that. If they have the ability to leave to safer ground, that you can get them out of the way of the storms that are coming. And if they can't, that you shield them and protect them and comfort them. I pray that you comfort those that are mourning in their grief. I pray that people continue to open their hearts and their homes to give to those that are in need right now, Lord. My heart is heavy. It's very heavy right now. Matthew, can you you pray? Dear Heavenly Father, whom I serve through the Lord Jesus Christ, our Son and my Savior. Pray that you fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we might be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Dear Lord, I hope that you give me a spirit of mercy. Is it not true that you put down with your own law that mercy outweighs judgment? And I'm sorry, Lord, all the things that I should have spoken up about, about this great American eclipse, and use my sister Jenny to 
poke and prod me, and I told her point blank in private that I didn't care. Even when she pointed out that, hey, this is going over what you already know historically to be Little Egypt. I had to send Jenny a private and, and tell her that I felt like judgment was necessary. And you used the Holy Spirit to drag me to even go through all the trouble of making a Google Earth map for it so I could make a video. And I just, I just refused to do it. And then finally, a listener sent me a special request to do it. So I did. But I kept my mouth shut. I I don't know if it was arrogance or what. I have no idea, Lord. Maybe I should have sounded the alarm with everything I knew about that eclipse. I don't know. So I need to repent of that before I proceed to ask you for mercy for other people. I am amazed that Amy would push me to ask for mercy for people that she said with her own mouth knew they should repent and wouldn't do it. But Lord, that's how I started out my life, isn't it? I had no idea why you had written everything that you have written in the Bible, your holy word. I have no idea, and it's, beyond, it's, it's above my pay grade. It's not for me to be the one to determine whether those that are refusing to repent deserve judgment or mercy. That's, that's not for me. And I don't want any part of that. So please forgive me for me being stiff-necked like Jonah. And I guess concerning this XC eclipse, I really did refuse to go to Nineveh. Any, even though I didn't have nowhere to go, I'm right here. I'm right in the middle of it. Maybe I use that to justify myself. I don't know, and I don't care. I just know that I need to ask forgiveness for that first. Because I know full well that you sent your son and your son is faith. And I know that when I ask, he forgives. I am truly sorry, Lord, for my stiffness. I should have remembered that mercy outweighs judgment. Now, Lord, please 
Hear my prayer. There are many people that we know that are directly in harm's way. There are many innocent children, Lord, that that need you. Those children have parents and many of those children are in the worst of situations. They at best have guardians that do not love them. But I would remind the Lord God of hosts who it was that made those, those children. And I would push you not to Destroy what your good hands have made. And I pray that you might remember the parents and the guardians that, oh Lord, you breathed the breath of life into them as well, and your hands created them just as sure. And I know that the church in America has been overran with false teachers that have been convinced that they can do whatever they want to do and enter into the kingdom. And I fully accept that many of these people you have not given unto them a proper reckoning in them the mental ability to understand. Where your heart is. So dear Lord, I ask for mercy for them and I ask that you strengthen and encourage them. I ask them for faith. Lord, I ask that you give them faith. I ask that you use the Holy Spirit to breathe life into their conscience again. I pray that whatever it is that they need to come to repentance, you make that happen whatever it is, because there is no cost greater than your son, and he paid it. So whatever they need is minuscule in comparison to what has already been given. And dear Lord, I pray for those who have no idea they're in harm's way. I pray that you send the Holy Spirit to them to give them an uneasiness. This whole episode has Amy scared over what is known. Dear Lord, I ask that you give faith to those 
Venera in harm's way for what Amy does not know. Once again, Lord, I remind you that mercy outweighs judgment. And beside you, there is no other. And both originate in the hollow of thine hands. Above all, I pray that your will be done. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Your Son, Father, and our Savior. Amen and amen. Amen. I pray well, Amy, Pray the Lord's Prayer for our closing. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, Amy, do you feel better? Yeah, um, I feel better that we prayed, and I pray that people who hear this continue to pray, because we know, like I said, these things are coming. My greatest concern is for the little ones. The children. And so, please continue to pray for them. Amen, Amy. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Go in peace, Amy. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Godspeed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's just you and I. I know many things. But the one thing I know above all else is that mercy outweighs judgment. I hope you all begin to pray for faith for your loved ones. Remember that even in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ, his disciples asked him, give us faith. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Some of us here in the United States, they don't even realize how close their hand is to their face. They're completely oblivious 
But like I said, I would remind not only you but myself that mercy outweighs judgment. I have done what was asked of me by Amy, and I have done the best I can do. Final note, whenever you pray, remember to get your wiped clean first before you bring up anybody else's issues. If you know of any anything that could be weighed against you as sin, you need to repent of that, then pray for other people. We should all be hoping for our redemption, not anything else. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.